You know what my New Year's resolution was? What's your New Year's resolution? To stop making New Year's resolutions. <laughs> How are you going on it? No, no, that's that's a lame New Year's resolution. My actual New Year's resolution was to quit making that same joke about my only New Year's resolution being to stop making New Year's resolution. Three days. That's as far as you made it. You made it three yeah. days. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. My New Year's resolution was to do, by the third day... A joke about making a lame joke about my only New Year's resolution being to not make New Year's resolutions this year. And I did it, dude. I fucking did it. Congratulations. Woo! What a year already. Ain't no mountain high enough. (laughs) Two jaded failures. So I, I've got the XM radio and I took it into, to work. And then we've got two discussions here. First of all, who has the XM radio in this day and age? Me. But second of all, I took it into work and that's where I'm going. And originally... I had said when I uh, when I took the radio in that I liked it because I'd play classical music behind me, and I found it gave me the edge in interactions with coworkers. <laughs> good, good one. You know, like I just play the classical music, and someone comes in to sit and meet with you. And you've got classical music in the background, and I'd cross my hands in front of me. I'm like, yes, how, well, what can I do for you? And, like, you have to take me seriously. You don't. You wouldn't. But people that don't know me right. find this impressive. Well, it's actually the as far as you can go. That's brilliant. But the guy who, you know, wears a suit every day when, like, the superiors don't wear suits and most other people don't wear suits, <laughs> like that guy, that's too far. But you're that's taking it just to that limit. But not crossing. But you're not becoming that guy. But that's taking it as close to that guy as you can become, and I applaud that. (laughs) Thank you. I'm gonna do that. (laughs) It's one of the. It's one of Chip's secrets to success (laughs) or failure Uh, that I'm happy to share because, because at the thing because like I I I set it up like I was a rule breaker. I was like, do you mind if I have a radio in my office? And they're like, oh, we're doing Chip a favor. You know, absolutely. Sure. Then they'd come in to talk. (laughs) (laughs) You have cufflinks on your... (laughs) Just cufflinks. Yeah. Uh, So that's where I started. I just have a quick aside because this will take the listeners back to before there was a podcast and for some of them before they were introduced to Chip Huffman, but you had a great idea in college, which was just hypothetically, uh, if you were to be pulled over to turn on country music absolutely, on the radio, which also <laughs> sets the mood right. Like Country dudes don't do hardcore drugs. <laughs> they just don't. They just, they, 
maybe chewing, you know? Oh, it turned it over from like the college station experimental rock hour to uh, this um, country music. Yes, officer? Take the Floyd off the radio. (laughs) I mean, even classic rock can work against you. Country never does. (laughs) Country is... Is that Reba? Yes, it is, officer. <laughs> I like the cut of the, your jib there, <laughs> Mr. Huffman. Sometimes I speed to Reba, too. It's okay. Can't help it. Oh. So, yes, I try to use music to maximize my uh, effectiveness in day-to-day life. Bravo. Well, so... <sighs> Later on in my work career, I was given I was I was given sort of a uh, there's a word for this and it's not coming to me and I'm disappointing myself. But uh, I was given one of those choices where I could move into the corner office, right? It's a, and this is a beautiful office. Like I could move into the corner office, but the only way I could pull it off was by suggesting that I share it. With a coworker, we both work on the creative end, so it made sense, right? Right, and so like it came down to did I want my own office, which was kind of away and dark and dank, and like I felt like a hermit, or I could move into this uh, corner office, right? Which then other coworkers would see me and be like, "Aha!" You know, right. So with I, your classical music. Austrian bargain. Is that what it is? I don't know. Okay. I, but I believe I believe it is. I believe I, I took one. And uh, so I moved in with someone else. I had my own office. Now I share an office, but it's the corner office. Well, so I brought in my music, and I brought in my, my classical. <laughs> and she hates classical. <laughs> like She's like, turn off that snoozer music, uh-huh. you know? So, so we sort of settle on a on the on the middle ground, which is uh, at least if I'm gonna have music in there, I like again the 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 new rock, the alternative rock, the college stuff. I I want to hear the new music coming out, you know. But whenever I leave, like for lunch, I come back to a station called the Top Twenty on Twenty. Uh oh. Which is just top 20 oh. hits. Um, and the same oh, ones. So like, exactly. The- just 20 of them over and over and over again. Now, there are no commercials. So we're talking roughly an hour and 20 minutes of music. That is about it. And it's there. It's XM's closest approximation to real radio, yes. which is the same batch of 20 songs ad nauseum at least in real radio occasionally you get a different song you might get a request no not on this is broken down mathematically that you will hear and that's the other thing you're like they've thought about how to deliver this to me in this form like what's the score here yeah oh and and i just i mean i i tried like kidding her about it and then i tried getting like bitter about it, like why are we listening to this crap? But it happens every time. I haven't come up with a way to, like politely. It's a coworker. I can't just be all my radio, you yeah. know, like because then she's just like, well, I don't want to work with any radio. And then I'm like, well, no. crap. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> hopefully she listens to this and says, you know, Chip, you did pay all your money for that, <laughs> and we wouldn't have it, and you should just listen to your station. Well, so here's the thing. And that's a very funny podcast you have. <laughs> Preferably the latter. The former is certainly not going to happen. The, uh, but so there are two problems with this. The first is that because it is XM radio, they play uncut hits. And occasionally one of the top 20 songs is, say, Lil Wayne, right? It's not censored. Uh. No, it is satellite radio. Uh-huh. So occasionally <laughs> you'll be in there and I'll come back and it will be on the top 20 on 20. And my boss will come in and she'll say something. And all of a sudden there's Lil Wayne going off in the background. Uh. And... So this is now reflecting poor, at least alternative rock. She, they just kind of tune it out, you know? Yeah. Like they're just the kind of like. background drone, but you hear a couple of fucks. Ra- and... Oh, fuck you, bitch. What? I'm like, oh, it's the radio, not me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so how long do you listen? You listen for that the rest, you listen to that the rest of the day? Well, then the problem then, well, then the thing is, so I come back and it's like, and I don't notice that it's changed right away unless it's on one of like, unless it's on an offending song, Britney or Beyonce, I don't notice. And so (laughs) I only notice once it's been on for 15 minutes and one of those songs comes on and then I'm like, oh, and I don't want to be so rude as to walk in every day and then turn it to like, yeah. To come back from lunch and be like, oh, hi there. Do, 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 chick. Yeah. You know, like. So she goes to take her afternoon shit and then you just change it and oh. she comes back and it's all hmm, fucking classical. Today, my line was, I'm just going to turn this down a notch or two. <laughs> <laughs> I become the oh, old man. Like wow. it, it went from being like the wow. greatest play ever to now I'm like, mm, I'm going to turn down this kid music. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I'm just going to turn this down a notch. I respect you for telling it, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what, like, uh, when I was back home, there was one of the nights my sister and, you know, her new husband wanted to go out for the bars, like, after uh, to the bars like after 11 and i was kind of Whoa. at home and i was like i don't think so <laughs> and, and i was i didn't even think about it till like laying in bed later i was like dear god no <laughs> there's been a couple of articles and kind of a theme about bankers and uh People kind of who've been hit through this fallout on Wall Street now living their dream and going into like comedy and writing yeah. and all this. There was one in the New York Times. Uh, there's been a couple of things all over. Like, I just need to put out warning real quick to any comedy club or theater venues in town that if I see or hear someone starting their act with. Like, you know, how they were just at Lehman Brothers or wherever, and now they're doing comedy. I will deck the motherfucker. <laughs> I don't care. I will t- I'm will. i going to take them out. They're not finishing their set. I don't even care. I, I hope they're funny. 
No, I don't. They uh, can't be. F- I mean, <laughs> it's like you did just waltz in. Well, now that I've now that I've got my cash flow, I'm gonna show these fools in Hollywood a thing or two. Well, that's they're like, oh, I've dedicated my life to this point to making money, and you know what? Oh, I'm filthy rich, but I don't have a job, so that didn't really work out. I guess I'll just have to write comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just <sighs> perfect my stand-up routine now. Like, stand-ups are never like, oh, well, I'm just going to have to become a doctor. Yeah. Well, going into surgery. Huh. Um, I would love to, like, I should actually post this on Craigslist as, like, a kind of putting it out there that I'll help you construct a comedy routine for... Those recently laid off through this bullshit conspiracy to take the power from Wall Street to Washington. Um, I'm going to help you create your stand-up act. But I'm just imagining them like reading the books that are out there on the subject and like then kind of writing down their experiences and funny thing that's funny things that happened. And it's like, you know, we cooked the books today. <laughs> We, uh, we, you know, we fuzzied up the accounting on this thing. Um, you know, what was funny about it? They watched two episodes of The Office and suddenly they're fucking Norman Lear. I can do that. Was the funny guy around the water cooler? Well, you know, I say, uh, God bless them. That's what I say. God love them. Love or damn, did you say? You said love, I think. I said that, love. Oh, said you meant love. that. Yeah. Nice. And the, here's the thing. Here's here's where it's ironic how, they're, how they've been so screwed over. The, they could have done this two years ago when the market was great. That was the prime time to make your financial services industry to comedy move. Well, that's if you really believed in the comedy. And because you would be hired by those same banks, you'd probably make a fortune. Like you'd get a $30,000 AIG <laughs> corporate retreat weekend gig, and you'd make a killing doing your comedy to them. Right. Now there's again there's too many. Over, we've got villain oversaturation. There exactly. I think and I think that's an astute point. So many too many villains, not enough time. Yeah, there's not enough time. What we should do is put out a Craigslist posting saying that we want to put together a show of former Wall Street types who have now gone into comedy. And then um, we'll get everyone that shows up and we'll do auditions and then we'll get them all in a room and then we'll gas them. (laughs) That is brilliant. So now you have XM Radio, as we've discussed. And they merged with Sirius. They did. And what's what was their deal to you that you're considering or have rejected already, I should say, I guess? Well, I've, I've rejected it out of hand. Well, so 
my my subscription renewal is coming up and i uh so they sent me a thing this is they merged i believe in the past year yeah and uh so this is my first year getting the serious action because i didn't like re-up in the middle I actually thought, and uh, my mom and dad both now have satellite radio in their cars, and I was just home for Christmas. I thought I was under the impression that X and M and Sirius, and not, I guess, through anything I heard on there, but I just thought that they had merged pretty much like completely. And if you subscribed to, like, they had evened out whatever it cost, and it was just all the same. But it's not that way. They're still two totally separate well, networks. I, I noticed today that the. The old station that I'd listen to occasionally was called XMU, and that was like the the U is for university, you know, and it was it's their college rock station. But what you listen to for like unsigned bands or not, I guess unsigned, but bands indie that, shit. Yeah, not getting the full marketing dollars that they should be. Um, I noticed today that it was called Sirius XMU. Hmm. So, like, I think that they've merged all the stations together. But anyway, so I, my renewal's coming up, and they send me this thing, and for $4 extra a month, a little over that, so let's say about $50 for a year, um, I can add the best of Sirius to my current XM package. How many channels is that? It is a total of... It appears about 15 channels, which isn't a lot because 12 of them are NFL sports play-by-play, which are only active during the football season, which is almost over now, frankly, and won't start up again until September. Six games left or something total. Yeah, and I'm going to be watching those on TV. I'm not going to be listening to them on XM. Um, So then the only other stations are Howard Stern, two stations of him, Playboy Radio, one, one station of that, NASCAR, and Martha. That's like a dollar a station a month. I just don't understand the point of Playboy Radio. I don't if you if you have satellite radio, then you're probably getting pornography through a variety of different ways already. <laughs> like let's see you, well, if I you certainly am. if you have satellite radio, you probably are are familiar with like a nice cell phone whatever device thing. And you know, there's I'm sure a porn on the iPhone and stuff. Well you have the internet. I have, so. yeah, I have the internet. I've got porn porn. Yeah, so it's like they're already set up, and and under what circumstances does anyone ever listen to Playboy Radio on the way home, like in traffic and stuff? You just, I mean, what's even on there? Just chicks talking explicitly, or I mean, I don't know. Noises? I don't have this. It's on. It's on Sirius. I don't have. I mean, I imagine that they have their dirty talk show, like sort of like the Penthouse Letters. Yeah. I'm sure that there is a love line like program, right? Where people call oh, up yeah. and it's sort of a talk show and they're like, whatever, sexual pro- uh, problems of a sexual nature. 
but otherwise, yeah, I, I don't know. Because here was the big joke, everybody who didn't know. We weren't actually reading it for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, listening to it in our modern day and age technically seems pointless to me. I'd like to know, I'd like I'd love to hear from anyone who actually likes and listens to Playboy. Now it's probably awesome, that's the thing. It's probably really cool. Well, you know no one listens be... to it because it has the porn <laughs> stigma to it. Hey, l- hey, kids, let's turn on, you know, not that you'd do that anyway, but. Oh, well, but that's what it's become. And like, I don't know, like there's like a lot of chicks now that have sort of embraced the Playboy symbol. You've yeah. seen this. I mean, and I say this. And Playboy mainly, but. <laughs> oh, I say this with love. And I passed several like in like on my way to on the flight back home to, to Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, there was some girl that had like a whole Playboy bag, and I promise you, she hadn't been featured in Playboy. Yeah. Okay. She had bought this herself. And you always see girls with like the Playboy necklace, or they do the little Playboy suntan thing. Yeah. Like. I do that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but th- I mean, that is. Like, that's not because of the articles. I mean, those yeah. girls are like, I want you to see me naked. I mean, isn't that what the Playboy bunny symbolizes now? And that's, that's I guess, bad yeah. for them. They're trying, to, they're trying to say, hey, we're our own sexual thing, too. You know, having fun ain't just for the boys. That's kind of the Playboy, mm. that mantra that they're... Right. They're slutily taking up. Well, I'm all, but how's she sticking it to the patriarchy, man? By fucking me and leaving in the morning? Have you seen a magazine <laughs> lately? Yeah. <laughs> How was it? Oh, a Playboy magazine. Yeah. I thought you meant in general. I no. thought you were moving to a death of print. No, um, no, I'm still No, I haven't seen a Playboy in years. Yeah. I mean, not since... I don't remember the last one I saw. The Drew Barrymore one? <laughs> Like, there were a couple yeah. that I sought out because they got, they were like, oh, so-and-so's in that. But, right. I mean, those were, like, events. I mean, that's, like. Oh, yeah. It's huge. When you camped out for Benjamin Button, you know. <laughs> that didn't happen. Okay. So, but you brought up a good point, and I guess I'd say that, uh, like, one way Playboy Radio could go like, I would really respect it if they'd give an hour-long talk show once a week or two hours once a week or twice a week daily if they're up for it to, like, a respected but independent voice out there. Like who? Um. Well, I've been reading a lot of him, and it's sort of lame, but why not Why not the Michael Lewis? Uh Writer of Hardball, uh, Moneyball, and uh, Liars Poker, for our listeners' sake. He's currently enjoying quite a boom as the uh, economy tanks. He seems to be the go-to guy to write about that for magazines of note. Can he talk, though? I don't know. Maybe not. But, I mean, there's got to be someone that can. There's got to be Dwight Stephanopoulos. I mean, he's doing an ABC thing, but I'm like that guy. Even George Will. Give George Will two hours on Playboy. I mean, nothing, I guess, says 
unsexy like George Will. So maybe not George Will. Smart and sexy adult radio is how it's described on there. So, yeah. But get rid of the sexy. Something. Like, just make it like... They need to put more of an emphasis on the hip, which is not really... Which is kind of like... Playboy isn't hip anymore, is it? Yeah, it it used to be... You know, you knew you were going to see some things, but Mm -hmm. you also... Liked the interview, or you you did actually end up reading the article. Well, they did counterculture interviews. They did, uh, you know, some guy actually saying fuck in print. And you're like, damn. Well, that's the thing. Um, And it's like, I, I call it like gong show culture. Like back in the day, and when they relaunched the gong show, it just didn't go anywhere because it's like, well, these days... In the in the 70s, you didn't see freaks doing that stuff anywhere. Right. Houston, Tiny Tim and everything was just this weird, goofy <laughs> thing. And then they did the gong show, which was like a half hour of, did you see that guy? Now everything is that way. YouTube the internet, is that. The U- YouTube and the internet mouse is the gong. And you have it yourself. And it's a nonstop parade of freaks and weirdos and That's maniacs. That's a great point. That's... And... Uh, that's why it's like the cutting edge stuff that was in Playboy and even like Rolling Stone now. And not that there's not still good stuff in both of those magazines, but there's just so much stuff spread across the internet that it's not a sub. Like you used to see it like once a month, an article that you were like, wow. Now you're online, like you're just plowing through stuff and discovering like one thing a day that right. for most people like, get on a trip of whatever sites they go to. And it's like, it's hard for the Playboys and and all that to keep up. Now they've still, they've still kind of lost control, and you could still be hip again. Well, I think that they almost got to be something more. Yeah, I think that I think they almost need to do that to survive. Because, I mean, frankly, Playboy used to be the place you went to for nudity. It was the most convenient place for you to find nudity. You could find it at your corner drugstore. The quarter of the shame of a hustler, too. The Seven Eleven oh. person wasn't like when you asked for big butts. Oh that yeah, that was a little more embarrassing than a Playboy. Oh, oh that Bill Murray interview. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Sharon Stone naked. Interesting. Well, but now I'll peruse both of those things. But in t- in today's day and age, um. Playboy is actually the least convenient nudity to find, and it comes with a million times more shame. Yeah. Because you can find... I can't even fathom buying a a porn magazine for the rest of my life. Because if that's what you're looking for, you can find it in the pride without anybody ever knowing what you were looking at, you know? That's why I think we're becoming so freaky. Suddenly, like... You used to only think about the crazy things. You're like, you weren't even going to tell your wife about that. Now you're chatting with some lady in Toledo about it. And she's like, I will do that. (laughs) You're like, oh, my God. How did you know that she was in Toledo? (laughs) They all are. Sick place. Freaky town. (laughs) Love that place. Freaky Town, Ohio. Oh, Vegas East.
my New Year's resolution is um, I'm going to try to put more effort in, you know? I'm going to find efficiencies uh, in my daily life. I believe they call that life hacking. And I'm going to to do what I can, really try to make a difference this year and see if I can't pump my effort up to 10%. Nice. You know? That's ambitious. 10%. A tenth of a percent or 10%? 10 per- no, wow. 2009, wow. 10%. 10%. <laughs> You're... You're not on t- off to a good start. No. I guess, I guess what I would say. Um, no. Because a tenth of a percent, I was going to say maybe. Just maybe. But if no, I turn not, it up not a notch. 10%. Well, uh, you need to turn it up a dial, <laughs> homie. 